0: Welcome to the One Question podcast from O'Brien Governance Design, who specialise in corporate governance for the public and not-for-profit sectors. I'm Will Francis, and in each episode, I ask Trish O'Brien a different question about corporate governance. So what's our topic today, Trish?
1: Well, we, we've talked about the important role the board plays in asking questions, and they, they do that to assure themselves about certain things, but but also to support the executive in thinking through how something is being approached. And I, I really like the idea of the board having a set of prompts to hand that will help them in how they make decisions. And so the question we're going to discuss today is, what questions can board members pose to help them to make significant or difficult decisions?
0: And how do you think that will help the board? Because surely they're being asked to make all sorts of decisions all the time. You know, first of all, you're right. The
1: board makes lots of decisions and often those decisions, they're they're quite routine and they, they don't actually require any support as such. But sometimes the board is being asked to make a significant decision. And, you know, that could be a decision uh, that it knew it was going to have to make um, or it could be a decision that it didn't anticipate having to make. And I think that in either context it can be really helpful to have an external and kind of objective reference point. So kind of a series of decision-making criteria, as it were, to to just run those decisions through. And I I think that could be done by posing
0: questions. So if we first take an example where they're being asked to make an important decision that they knew about in advance, what kinds of questions are you thinking would be helpful?
1: Okay, well, if if we take the example of a public sector body or a not-for-profit organisation, Um, maybe they're developing or revising an approach to some aspect of its its business. Um, And maybe the board has been told at the start of the year that this piece of business will be coming to it, you know, at some point for, for review. So it's not a surprise. But if we imagine that it's an important policy or procedure, and they want to make sure that they're satisfied with what's in front of them. So, you know, for instance, before approving that thing, whether it's a policy or a procedure, the kinds of things the board might, might, um, might want to ask about are, um, you know, has consultation taken place to support the decision? So, you know, ha- has there been some consultation undertaken by the executive before they've presented this, uh, if appropriate, you know, has data or research being provided to the board to, to support what they're being asked to look at? Is what they're being asked to look at, is the decision they're being asked to make to approve this thing, is it consistent with the mission, vision, values of the organization? So, you know, if we imagine a value could be inclusivity, you know, maybe the policy or procedure is, uh, you know, excluding rather than including, is, is that an issue? Um, have the risks... Uh, associated with the decision being considered? So again, if this is a new policy or procedure coming through, um, you know, there could be, that could change the risk rating of that particular um, issue. So has that been thought through? Has impact been considered? And, you know, often you find that New approaches might be approved or decisions are made to to change things, but the impact um, isn't always looked at in in great detail. So has the internal impact and the external impact uh, been considered? Another point might be, you know, if something is quite complex and something is going to change within the organization and some new procedures coming in, does the board have the expertise Uh, to make the decision which is a decision being to approve uh, that this would happen so you know board members are are there for good reason they're very expert but they also sometimes require some external assistance or support um, in making a decision so so are they actually in a position to make this decision on the other side of it does the executive actually have the expertise to implement this thing when this when it happens so you know, again, if something is going to change, um, it, it, do, it does the staff need some professional development to implement this change? You know, um, have progress indicators been identified to, so, to, to sort of inform the implementation? Um, so again, if a, approach is changing, um, how is the board going to kind of stay in touch with that? Are there indicators of how that change should be progressing over time? And has the best approach to communicating um, the decision, again, in this case, a, a new policy or procedure, has that been considered? And this is often where things fall down. Um, a change is made. It's not um, communicated particularly well internally, maybe not well communicated externally. Maybe the rationale hasn't been explained. So again, just having that objective set of of things to kind of run through so that the board can satisfy itself that those kinds of angles have been considered when they're being asked to make a big decision.
0: Hmm. And what about a situation where a board has to make a decision that it wasn't expecting, uh, but that might have big implications?
1: And and that happens, of course. Um, It's not very welcome. Um, In extreme cases, you know, we've seen media attention when boards have had to make very difficult decisions. Um, And lots of decisions have to be made that are less public, um, but they're no less difficult. You know, you could have quite difficult human resource issues, um, for instance, or, or something
0: else. Yeah. So what kinds of criteria or questions could be applied in those instances?
1: So again, I mean we don't we don't know what the thing is and we don't know what the unexpected nature of it might be, but um in a way it, it doesn't matter. And I think that's part of the, the point of having these kinds of objective questions, because they 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 some of them will apply, some of them won't, but but they do help you to think through. So some of the things might be, you know, does this decision need to be made now? um so you might have something being put in front of you as a board but actually are you being pushed into making a decision is it the right time to make the decision could the decision be deferred etc um another thing might be has this decision been made previously now i know this sounds quite strange but sometimes boards are asked to revisit decisions um you know you feel that you've made a decision or you gave a clear direction and it's coming back to you again so you know, just just good to call that out sometimes and say, well, has that actually happened? And if so, why are we why are we visiting this? Will the decision set a precedent? Um, very important to think about when you're in the heat of the moment, when you're in the heat of the issue, um, and it, you know, the board is maybe being maybe not necessarily pressurized, but it, but it has to make a decision about something. But it has to also think about what are the implications of this in the future? Is this setting a precedent? Does the board have enough information to make the decision? Needs to think about that. Has the executive documented the thing that has to be decided and has it included options? So, you know, the executive will certainly make a recommendation to the board, but maybe also it should be giving it a couple of options uh, to show that it has actually thought out a couple of different ways that this thing could uh, could be approached. Has there been enough time given by the board to discussing the issue? Uh, You know, if if board members feel there this something is being pushed through, there hasn't been enough consideration given. um, Maybe it needs to be halted uh, and and a special session um, held for where more consideration is given. And then, has the best approach to communicating this decision been considered? And again, going back to communication, and particularly if this is a difficult issue, has it been thought through how? Um, the decision has been come to, and what the rationale f- was for that, uh, and and has it been considered how that will be communicated internally, and if appropriate, how it will be communicated externally.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So, are you advocating that a board has a series of these types of questions on standby that they can then bring out to support them in making good governance decisions?
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, when important decisions need to be made, particularly if they're unexpected, it can be just so easy to become focused on the specifics of the case and to kind of lose sight of that bigger picture. And having a set of criteria or questions on hand, they they can really help just to work through a decision from different perspectives um, and just to bring some objectivity back uh, if needs be. I, I think the other thing about these questions, they won't all apply but they will act also as prompts for board members to think about other questions and to just open up the discussions that everyone is getting the assurances that they need.
0: Yeah, I see how that works. And and some of these unexpected situations could be quite emotive for some people. Um, they could touch the nerves of certain sort of specialist people on the board and not so much other people. So this is a kind of standard way, isn't it, to just rigorously... Unpack uh, a new and unexpected situation and make sure that it's being well considered, and the right decision has been made in the in, in the right way.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you've put your finger on it in the sense that you know we're all people; we all have experiences. Uh, it's very hard not to bring your subjective experience into things. Um, And it can become, decision making can become just very difficult then if everybody is just thinking about it from their own experiences and their own perspectives. So it just, and particularly if you've got a split view in a board, or even if you've got a fully consensus view, um, just laying out those questions, thinking those through, I think that that really can just um, really improve the quality of decision making and make everybody feel that they've had their voices heard.
0: So we're coming up to the last episode in our series of 10. What are we going to be looking at for the final episode in this series of the podcast?
1: Yeah, so for our last of 10, um, we've looked at several dimensions of corporate governance that are are connected with the code of practice uh, and with the charity's governance code. And, and we've tried, I think during these podcasts, to sort of promote the idea of seeing connections between these different um, these different dimensions of corporate governance. Um, I think it might be just useful to take the opportunity to focus on those connections uh, and to draw them out a bit further. And I think if we could maybe do that, we might be able to help the secretary to the board um, better explain to the board and contextualise for the board why these types of governance codes matter Uh, and how they can kind of actively help them fulfill these important governance roles that they have.
0: Great. Well, that sounds like uh, a great way to wrap up the series and i look forward to it.
1: Great. Thank you very much, Will.
0: You can find out more, access resources, templates and the full one question guides at obriangd.ie. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.